Welcome to the Kanaza University Nano LSI podcast that offers updates of the latest news and research at the WPI Nano LSI at Kanaza University. The Nano Life Science Institute at Kanaza University was established in 2017 as part of Japan's world premier international WPI research center initiative. Researchers at the Nano LSI are combining their expertise in scanning probe microscopy to directly image, analyze, and manipulate biomolecules for insights into mechanisms governing life phenomena. Today, we are joined by Holger Fleischig, who is a theoretical and computational biophysicist. He is an assistant professor at the Kanazawa Nano LSI, and he is using multi-scale molecular dynamic simulations to produce molecular movies to visualize the dynamics of proteins. So, Holger, welcome to the Nano LSI podcast. Can we start by asking you to give us a summary of your research, your goals, um, methodology, results, and so on? Yes. So, thank you very much. It's very nice uh, to be here. And I will first tell you a little bit about my research background. I'm a physicist, and uh, during my doctoral studies, I became very much interested in biophysics, which from then became my research focus. From the beginning of 2018, I'm an assistant professor for computational science at the Nano Life Science Institute here at Kanazawa University. My expertise is in theoretical and computational biophysics, and my specific interests are molecular machines and motors, protein allostery, protein interactions, and cellular scale phenomena. So before I joined Nano LSI, I worked a lot on understanding functional dynamics of single proteins. A central question in biophysics is how do proteins work? So we know that the specific function of a protein is perfected by biological evolution and implemented by its conformational dynamics. And multi-scale molecular dynamic simulations actually allow to obtain molecular movies that visualize such dynamics. So as for my main goals, by the combination of mathematical modeling and computer simulations with experimental research, I want to better understand biological processes from the nano to cellular scale. I work on basic questions as well as applications to experimental data. Basic questions are, for example, how does robust protein function emerge during biological evolution? What are the design and operation principles at the nanoscale? How do proteins interact and drive collective effects at the cellular scale? And as for applications to experimental data, my focus at NanoLSI is on interpretation and quantitative understanding of biological scanning probe measurements, such as high-speed AFM. Well, as you know, high-speed atomic force microscopy developed here in Kanazawa allows to visualize proteins during work. But since only the molecular surface can be scanned with limited temporal and spatial resolution, the interpretation of measurement results is always challenging. So my my research methods can be divided into three main categories. First, I construct mathematical models to understand protein operation and using, for example, data from high-speed FM experiments to fit model parameters, we can obtain more realistic models of protein function. Second, I use multi-scale molecular dynamic simulations to visualize functional structural dynamics in proteins. Such methods allow to analyze biomolecular dynamics 
with a spatial temporal accuracy that is beyond the limitations of scanning probe microscopy experiments. And third, I developed computational methods for quantitative analysis of biomolecular dynamics from atomic force microscopy experiments. The high-speed atomic force microscopy monitors only the biomolecular surface with a resolution that does not allow to see details such as atoms or individual amino acid residues. Therefore, most of the structural dynamics is missed in such experiments. So to overcome such limitations, we developed the computational framework to reconstruct 3D high-resolution atomistic structures from measured AFM images. We also work on analysis methods to advance quantitative assignment of molecular features from imaging. And we create free software to make our developments available to the scientific community. Let me tell you some results of my recent research. The probably most impactful development was simulation atomic force microscopy and automatized fitting to infer 3D atomistic structures from measured AFM images. Simulation AFM computationally mimics experimental scanning of a biomolecular structure to compute pseudo-AFM images that can be compared with experimental images. Simulation AFM is the cornerstone method to predict 3D atomic structures from 2D surface scanning experiments. So let me explain how that works. For a given protein structure in all possible molecular orientations, Simulation AFM, AFM can compute an endless library of Simulation AFM images. And then the developed algorithm detects and picks the one simulated image that best matches with the target image from an experiment. So therefore, automatized fitting of available high-resolution protein structures allows to infer 3D atomistic conformations from surface imaging and, in principle, an atomistic level understanding of resolution-limited measured images becomes possible. Applications allow, for example, to disambiguate the relative arrangement of functional domains in experimental AFM topographies, to identify the relative orientation of domains with respect to bound biomolecules such as nucleic acids, to identify the nucleotide state of domains from experimental images, or to reconstruct molecular details of interdomain interactions within a protein complex. For example, we constructed full atomistic models of protein lattices from measurements, or we were able to assign catalytic states to measured enzyme shape, which allows detailed kinetic analysis. Let me give you a perfect example application to high-speed FM observations of membrane channels. In this case, conformational motions of only the tiny structures protruding from the membrane could be observed. All the other dynamics was hidden. The measured high-speed FM images showed a clear difference in the arrangement of channels in their resting state versus the activated case. So the questions were, how can this dynamics be explained? And what can be learned about the channel activation mechanism beyond imaging changes in topography? So from simulation AFM and automatized fitting, we were able to infer 3D atomistic models which revealed the detailed atomistic level interactions of transmembrane domains in the channels, which were of course hidden in the membrane and therefore invisible in the experiments. So therefore our analysis for this case provided new insights into the ligand-dependent channel activation. To make the methods of simulation AFM and automatized fitting high-resolution structural data into experimental AFM images available to the scientific community, 
we have developed the user-friendly interactive BioFM viewer software package, which is freely available. This software provides the platform to employ the enormous amount of high-resolution structural and modeling data to facilitate interpretation of resolution-limited AFM images. To illustrate the advancements we made, I like to use the iceberg reference. So imagine that instead of just seeing the tip of an iceberg, you are now able to see everything hidden under the sea to the extent that you can even detect impurities or density differences within its structure, helping you to explain, for example, the iceberg's coloration. In the same way, simulation AFM and automatized fitting now allows us to extract 3D atomistic information from experimental imaging of biomolecular surfaces. Applications of the BioFM viewer software are widespread and important for a plethora of collaboration projects with most groups at NanoLSI. And I'm proud to say that, in fact, the BioFM viewer software has become a standard tool used by the BioFM community worldwide. And there are already dozens of published applications. To round up this topic, I would say that the BioFM viewer software also allows, by a combination of multi-style modeling and simulation AFM, to perform simulated AFM experiments of computed biomolecular dynamics. Now, this means that we can go further and compare entire simulated AFM experiments with real high-speed AFM experiments. Eventually, the goal is to reconstruct a 3D high-resolution molecular movie with atomistic information from a high-speed FM topographic movie. And this is a major challenge. Once accomplished, this would be fantastic. In several collaboration projects, we also made great progress using multi-scale molecular dynamics simulations to explain biomolecular dynamics from high-speed FM observations. We were able, for example, to explain new observations from high-speed FM experiments of the myosin 5 molecular motor that walks along actin filaments. The obtained results from experiments and modeling provide completely new insights into the working principles of this nanoscale motor. In a different project, molecular dynamic simulations of a remarkable protein complex that is involved in endosome fusion provide a molecular level understanding of the functional dynamics observed with high-speed AFM. These are only a few selected projects in which my work complements experimental research. At the Nano Life Science Institute, I have a plethora of collaborations with experimental groups from nanometrology, chemistry, life science, and cancer research. And without false modesty, I can say that up to now, I obtained 10 different transdisciplinary research promotion grants as a principal investigator or collaborator for projects in which my research activity helps to explain top-notch experimental measurements. Let me perhaps summarize the current situation. While technological advancements towards experiments with higher speed and better spatial resolution become more difficult, molecular modeling, simulations, and computational analysis methods become increasingly important to facilitate the interpretation of surface probe standing microscopy measurements. The developed computational approaches provide already a significant contribution to the understanding of measurements and became an integral part for interdisciplinary collaboration projects. To highlight the various achievements made so far, I organized together with my colleagues Takashi Sumikama and Damien Hall from Computational Science here at NanoLSI, the first workshop on computational biophysics of atomic force microscopy, which was a tremendous success. I also want to mention that I 
wrote a review paper together with Professor Ando, which emphasizes recent progress in computational biophysics of atomic force microscopy and which will be published soon in the current opinion series. There are several plans for my future research. Obviously, I work on further improving understanding of scanning probe measurements. For example, we work on advanced computational methods combining molecular modeling and image analysis to overcome the experimental resolution limits by analysis. So eventually, the aim is to reconstruct a 3D high-resolution molecular movie with atomistic information from a high-speed FM topographic movie, which is a major challenge. On the other side, I address further basic questions in the field of physics of living matter. Based on the results obtained from modeling, new experiments are also proposed to advance our understanding of fundamental biological processes at the nanoscale. And I'm also expanding my research towards understanding biological phenomena at the cellular level, and I will address related important questions in my future research. Thank you. That was great. Um, what implications um, do you think your research will have um, if we look at, you know, uh, how it will be useful in society in general? Yes. So um, high-speed FM experiments allow to uh, directly observe the function of proteins. And now it's also used, of course, to study proteins which are important for uh, diseases, for example, which are involved in diseases. So by using the experiments, we can learn more about such proteins and their role in diseases. And potentially in, um, by understanding such proteins, we can also design uh, methods for inhibition of certain um, diseases. But still, as I said, uh, just from the experiments alone, um, one cannot fully understand everything. So therefore, the uh, computational methods that we developed, they really help uh, in the interpretation, in the better understanding of the um, experimental measurements. And therefore, by a combination of experiments and uh, computational modeling, uh, we can also advance uh, the understanding of uh, dynamics of proteins which are for example involved in, in, in diseases and what are the hurdles that you have to overcome to achieve some of your goals yes so of course uh, developing the um, computational framework um, it's mathematically it's not so difficult uh, but still you know the methods have to be uh, developed and um, you see, let, let me perhaps make, make this comment. So as you know, the nano-LSI research focus is on bioimaging. So usually uh, institutes of such magnitude, they have a separate department for data analysis and the uh, development of computational framework to support experiments. Now here at nano-LSI, there are only a few people working on such problems. So it's also uh, um, a question of the you know capacities of the people who who are kind of uh, it's a question of manpower so to speak, but but you see still there is a decent progress nonetheless. You have conducted research in Germany and in Japan. I'm wondering 
Um, have you noticed any differences in approaches to research between uh, the two countries that you could share with us? Yeah, so maybe, so, well, obviously, you know, um, there is, uh, science-wise, there is a world-leading research in Germany. There is also world-leading research in Japan in several areas. So this is certainly something common. But um, the um, it appears to me, you know, now with my experience of working for nine years as a researcher in Japan, the, the difference is perhaps that um, the, the scientific culture, you know, the interactions between scientists, it's much more kind of vivid, much more lively, for example, at the typical research institute in Germany as compared to Japan, for example. So people seem to interact uh, more closely. There would be, you know, every day there would be discussions with your peers, with your colleagues. So, so in Japan, my, my feeling is that, of course, there are also discussions, there are meetings and so on. But it seems to be a, a bit more stiff. And how are you finding life in Japan and in Kanazawa in general? Are you enjoying it? Well, I'm, well, generally, I mean, Japan is a really a very nice country. People are wonderful. The culture and nature are fascinating. So, so that's that's really very much uh, enjoyable. And well, generally speaking, if I would be asked about my experience and if I can recommend working here, I would say that it certainly helps to speak Japanese, at least to a certain extent. And more importantly, that one should be very much open-minded. So coming to Japan with a fixed mindset, coined, for example, by a Western culture, would destroy all the wonderful experience that Japan has to offer. That's my opinion. And um, about living in Kanazawa, well, Kanazawa is beautiful. I mean, science-wise, there is no question. I mean, you know, this great high-speed uh, AFM technology has been developed here. This is this is the world-leading institute in this area. So science-wise, this is, of course, phenomenal. Living in Kanazawa is, is uh, you know, as a private person with a family is also absolutely beautiful. Um, it's very safe. The uh, nature is fantastic. We have the mountains. We have snow. It's it's very enjoyable. And do you have a final message for the people listening to this podcast? So, if people uh, find the research that I'm doing interesting, and if they think that it uh, the methods that I develop would would help in understanding um, the experimental results, I'm very much open to start new collaborations at NanoLSI, and I very much enjoy collaborating with people from different areas. This gives me the opportunity to uh, learn about research you know, in other areas which are not inside my comfort zone and uh, certainly would help to better understand science. Well, thank you, Olga. That was fantastic. And uh, thanks for sharing your insights and views about how computational biophysics can uh, visualize and shed light on the dynamics of proteins. We wish you the best with your research in the future. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to your company again for the next episode of the Nano LSI podcast. 
Please visit the NanoLSI website for the latest information on the research activities at the Kanazawa University World Premier Institute.